Hi, and welcome to my podcast, Eileen Talks Menopause. When it comes to menopause, I always say knowledge is power. So keep listening to learn about all things perimenopause and menopause and gain the knowledge and power to take control of your symptoms, ease worries and find the answers to questions you didn't even know you had. Anxiety is one of the most common symptoms of perimenopause and menopause, but the extent of the different types of anxiety can often come as a surprise and be overwhelming, especially if you experience several of them at once. In this podcast, I talk about the types of anxiety you can experience in perimenopause and menopause and what you can do to help yourself deal with these. So let's get started. Most women will experience anxiety to some degree at some point along their journey. But did you know that in the perimenopause and menopause, there are several different types of anxiety? This can be quite a surprise, especially if it's something you've not experienced beforehand. It can also be very overwhelming if you end up experiencing several different types of anxiety together. What causes anxiety to develop or worsen in the perimenopause and menopause? So falling and fluctuating estrogen is often the main reason for anxiety. A lot of women find that just before a period when their estrogen drops, they may find that their mood changes. Whereas in the middle of the month when estrogen is high, that's when they feel at their best. So in perimenopause and menopause, when that oestrogen dip can become much more severe, that's when a lot of women find that their anxiety levels increase. Anxiety can also be made worse by other menopause symptoms, including poor sleep, brain fog, fatigue and headaches. And all these symptoms can affect your nervous system, making you much more vulnerable to anxiety. And when you have anxiety, that pulls the rest of your health down as well. There are several types of anxiety and these can often increase during the perimenopause and menopause, especially if left unchecked. So some of the common types of anxiety that can be experienced at this time include general anxiety. So we would call it general anxiety. So it can include quite a few things. It can be that you're just worrying a bit more about things or you're worrying about things that you didn't used to worry about. You may find that you're getting a bit more fretful, a bit more nervous about things and you can feel like you've got a little cloud over your head that's following you around everywhere. You can also feel a bit more jittery, a bit more on edge, a bit more irritable and suffer from impatience more than you would normally do could be panic attacks. These are horrible because they can come out of the blue when you're just doing normal day-to-day tasks. And when you experience these, you can feel terrified of something and you don't know what. There can be a sense of paralysis that can stop you in your tracks. You can get a dry mouth. You can hyperventilate. You can also tremble or shake. And suddenly you can get really severe, painful palpitations and also any kind of these combinations just all mixed up together. It could be health anxiety. So with this, if you 
already tend to worry a bit about your, your health, then your fears can heighten so you can worry more. All the symptoms you're experiencing, you can start to think it's not the menopause, there's something else going on. Maybe if you get palpitations, you're suddenly thinking, oh, I'm having a heart attack. If you're getting joint pains or muscle ache, is there something serious going on? My digestion is all over the place. Is this something really bad? You can also start to worry about other people's health. So maybe you're looking after elderly parents or your children. You, you can just worry more about your loved ones. Are they going to be all right? Are they going to get ill? It can also, for some women, be a fear of dying too. Your mortality suddenly starts to appear on the horizon. And this is one of the symptoms that can take over your whole day and your whole life. And it just darkens everything for, for quite a while. Number four can be obsessive compulsive behavior. So the menopause can cause these conditions such as OCD to increase. Or you can get this if you've never had it had it before. It may well be now that you have to have things in a special order. You can't leave the house until you've been around switching the lights off. And you have to look at little rituals to help you control the panic that's going on inside yourself. For some women too, it, it can become an obsession about keeping the house tidy Everything has to be just so before you can continue with the rest of your day. And this can be so wearying if it's going on all the time and you can't really get on top of it. It could be social anxiety. And this is a really common one. It can cause you to not want to go out. You don't want to meet friends. You can't be bothered to socialize. You might find that you get into a panic. Things like shopping in big supermarkets or where there's lots of people can suddenly become totally overwhelming. If you're used to standing up in front of people at work, maybe giving speeches or presentations, you may find that you suddenly feel anxious and panic about doing that. And this can be a horrible one because it can affect your work and also your family life. And finally, you can also develop phobias or phobias can increase. You can develop irrational fears of things that you were not scared of in, in the past. You might find you can't cope with going to the dentist or doctor. Maybe you're now afraid of, of flying and a common one a lot of women have told me that they start to get scared and fearful of driving. They get into a panic, which was never an issue in the past. So that, again, can cause huge disruption to their, their daily life. So it can also be phobias and fears of things that normally you wouldn't have given a second thought to without even thinking so what can you do to help yourself? Here are a few things that I'd recommend. Avoid or limit foods and drink triggers. Watch your diet because certain foods and drinks will rev up your nervous system. So that's things like caffeine, high salt and sugar foods. I remember the first time I experienced a, a sort of panic attack was half an hour after a very strong cup of coffee. I was driving at the time and I honestly thought I was having a heart attack. It was so 
sudden, but it was really painful. So learning which foods and drinks can trigger your anxiety can really help you. And sometimes doing a, a diary can be really, really useful purely because you might find that it happens on a certain day when you're doing certain things. So it's obviously something you're worrying about or it may be at a certain time of day, which means it may be something you're eating or drinking or something you're not eating um, and drinking because it could be something simple as dehydration. Um, it could be the fact that you haven't eaten for a long time as well and your blood sugars have just dipped. So sometimes it can be something really simple that can be put right um, uh, really, really quickly. Take time to relax. This is so important. We have such busy lives now going through the, the perimenopause and menopause. And sometimes we're basically burning the candle at both ends. And that will affect our nervous system as well. So remember that 30 minutes me time. I'm always going on about this, but it's so important that 30 minutes relaxation allows your nervous system to stabilize and calm itself. You can also do things like deep breathing exercises such as um, four by four breathing. And a lot of women have told me how well this works once they have it really established and they can just jump into it whenever they start to feel a bit panicky. So herbs and supplements, look at calming herbs such as valerian and passion flower. Also consider a magnesium supplement. This is good for just about everything. Um, and it's very helpful for stabilizing the nerves. So it's helping to feed the nerves and calming the nerves physically. Talk about it. If you're fearing, feeling really anxious about your work, then talk to someone in your HR department or someone you know who can be sympathetic. Talk to your family, um, you know, especially if you're getting really irritable, you're losing your temper because they don't know what's going on. They may well be really worried about you and wondering where the normal you has gone. So sometimes just letting other people know means they know what's going on and they'll be able to support you, which will make a huge amount of difference. Get a little bit of exercise every day. This again is really important. It doesn't have to be something manic, a 10 minute brisk walk at lunchtime, first thing in the morning after your evening meal can really help. The, the exercise releases endorphins, which are really feel good chemicals that just lift your mood um, quite dramatically. And you may find once you start this 10 minute that you enjoy it so much that before you know it, you'll be fitting a half hour walk into your um, into your day. And, and again, that will give you even more benefits, both physically, emotionally and mentally. So when to consult your doctor? If your anxiety gets overwhelming to the point where it's severely affecting your daily life, please don't put up with this. You know, the number of women who come to me and have been suffering for months and months, and this is one of these conditions, if it's not sorted or supported, it can just deteriorate and get worse over time. So don't let this don't let this one go. Get in touch with your doctor. It may well be that you just need something extra to help you cope with this phase. So 
Um, and you know, there's nothing wrong with that at all. We, we, we need all the help we can get when we're going through the, men, the menopause. So get help when you need it. Or if other people are really worried about you and they're suggesting you go to the doctor, because sometimes we don't realize how bad we are until someone else hopefully lovingly points it out to us. So I hope a podcast today has helped you understand anxiety in the perimenopause and menopause a little more. Hopefully my tips will help you. But remember, if you need further help, please ask your doctor. I hope you enjoyed this week's podcast. If you did, don't forget to subscribe. Take care and thank you for listening.